want it to get too heavy. I feel really overloaded. Blam. Welcome to the Brain on Dream podcast. Blam. I was trying to think of a fun onomatopoeia to start the show. It's kind of wimpy. David, you're going to talk about basketball right off the bat, off the rip. Yeah, well. Even though we've got a postcard that says it's from Dylan. That yeah yeah that's right yeah uh, I'm I'm the only one who's allowed to read them. Um, it says so on the on the on the envelope. Well, we can save that for later. Let's uh, you know, just just get the basketball out of the way, David. Um. This isn't uh, wait no this is football isn't it? Football. Draymond Green. No, Draymond Green's uh plays for the Warriors. Tennis play. Oh okay. Yeah, he's a tennis player. Plays rugby. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll get into basketball now then, real quick. Uh, <laughs> since right I brought top, it up, since it's on my mind, a lot of rumor. Kevin Durant is uh, walking away from his contract with the Brooklyn Nets, um, the AstroTurf team of New York. Uh, you know. I don't know. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean. Um. Like, oh, how how are you gonna live in New York and cheer for the Nets? You know, when the Knicks have been there forever. I don't know. Whatever, whatever. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, Durant's leaving, and there's a lot of uh, teams coming at him hard. A lot of teams down bad for Kevin Durant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, he wants to go to the Phoenix Suns or the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of questions as to whether or not that will happen. I hope so because another big rumor I've been hearing for weeks now is that the Celtics want Kevin Durant, but they're not going to get Kevin Durant unless they trade Jalen Brown. And I think that is a completely ridiculous trade. Kevin Durant is almost 40 years old. Jalen Brown is 25 years old. Why are you going to jeopardize the chemistry, what you already got for a man who is a dinosaur? I mean, old, he's a great player. An old piece of shit. One of the greatest scorers of all time. Possibly the greatest scorer of all time. But how many more years has he got left? That's like trading out a ball-peen hammer for, like, a rubber mallet. And, you know, I know it's all water under the bridge now, but he is one unauthorized cooking dance away from getting another little uh, base god's curse. Yeah. And then the Celtics are right back where they started. Dude, I had a crazy dream with Lil B in it last night. Yeah, that's kind of all I had to say about that. I'd rather see Durant on the Suns. I, might I like be, Durant. To be honest, I might be suffering from the base god's curse. Yeah? Because, yeah, I was about to take a drink. I, I poured um, I poured uh some whiskey for myself last night in, like, my really nice sniff, whatever the fucking glass is called. And I went to take a drink, and it just... I don't want to say there was a supernatural force at play, but it did just flip upside down completely and empty all over my pants and my shorts. Very cool. My Looks couch. Like pants. Yeah, so I flew, I flew into a rage. Um, I threw my burger. I threw my ketchup at oh, the yeah, wall. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. You tried that. In solidarity. Yeah, with your president. And only dance president. Then I 
played Kirby. What's base got have to, to do to calm this? the hell down? Well, he showed up in my dream last night, but now I'm realizing that I don't remember what the hell he was. Kind of like evil in the dream, though. He wasn't a a godlike presence. It was more of a malevolent um, demon. Yeah, kind of haunting me. And you were so, having to rant in your dream. Not that I recall, but I guess it's possible. <laughs> so I have some sort of um, beyond the pale connection to this situation, I think. But I'm going to take it easy on doing the cooking dance. I'm not going to be, uh, you know, invoking the base god in any way for the foreseeable future until I get this dream shit figured out. I also got a... Tr- in my dream the night before, I got a $20,000 parking ticket because I was parked across three parking spaces in a small parking lot. I do that every day. Actually, for real, I'm not joking. Well, what happened, though, is the cop was still in the parking lot, and I accused him of moving my car so it was parked uh-huh. illegally. And... uh I don't even know if he was actually a cop because he just had some lady in his passenger seat that he was trying to impress. Yeah. And then two re- two weirdos in the back seat, but they weren't in handcuffs or anything. So I'm like, I don't think he was even a cop. He was in like a 2003 Ford Explorer with like sheriff painted on the side of the car. So that is a cop. <laughs> anyway, it's enough dream talk. You know, what? I was a uh, I was obsessed recent this week with the Tiny Tunes. Um, yeah? Yeah. Why? It's a good show. Very cool show. Make Warner Brothers great again. Mm-hmm. You remember the 90s? <laughs> I Sylvester remember about and Tweety Mysteries. Six years of the... I don't... What is that? It's a short-lived 90s Warner Brothers property. Okay. Batman, Superman. Uh, yeah, I didn't really movies. watch those. <laughs> I had about I had a good six years in the nineties. Well, all that stuff was just on I don't know on Cartoon Network in the two thousands though too. Right, Freakazoid. Yeah, I, I never watched that. I guess my dad was a Ren and Stimpy fan, so I watched a little bit of Ren and Stimpy. I know what cartoon my dad's like. My dad's like. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. David's got dads. We're not going to go into it. Mm-hmm. My dads are um, Andy Warhol and John Stockton. Who's that? Uh, he's a uh, he was a point guard for the Utah Jazz and current anti-vaxer uh, vaccine truther. Mm. Well, no, it's him and uh, Keith Olbermann. Gotcha. My two dads. What's uh? You got a new phone, huh? Yeah, well, you're not looking at my phone. That's not your phone right there? There it is. Yeah. Yeah, I got a iPhone XR. It looks a lot like uh the battery hey, for an electric XLR? for an electric lawnmower. Yeah, I remember that, that show. That show kicked ass. I liked that show. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to live in New Jersey after I saw that show. <laughs> Was it a Jersey show? Yeah. They loved New Jersey. Didn't well, they were in New Jersey, I guess. Steve Bloom voiced the ones like the skinny guy, right? Oh, I thought he was so cool. Yeah, me too. I thought I I loved his look. But now I'm picturing him in my head. I'm like Jesus Christ. Let me look it up. 
Oh, by the way, this is my new uh, screensaver. It's Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Number 91. Not when he played for the Pistons, though. No, he was number 10 when he played for the Pistons. Did I watch the movie Slapshot the other night? Yeah, was it good? Yeah, it's really good. Kind of a precursor to the Pistons Bad Boys era. But, uh, you know, fictional. Well, I think uh, it's kind of similar to, like, the Philadelphia... Like, um, Philadelphia Flyers, I think, at the time were, like, a pretty... I mean, I don't know shit about person. hockey, so I'm going to take your word for it. Have you seen I, that movie? I've never seen it, no. I've heard it's really good. It's pretty funny. My whole, I've heard it referenced everywhere. Like, one of my favorite... My favorite wrestling tag team is actually based on the Hansons. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently there's a photo of me with the Hansons somewhere. Oh, hell yeah. Um... They were at, like, a throwback to a bar that's no longer open in Allen Park, Michigan, Boomers. What was I going to Google? You were going to look up, uh, I don't know, some bullshit. It was, um, okay, you got it. Yeah, right, go ahead. Um, yeah, I don't know, my my dad took, uh, took me as a baby to meet the Hanson brothers. That's pretty dope. And so there's a photo of me with the three of them, and I'm crying. I've never seen the photo though. You're you're so happy that you met them. They're just wailing on me like they do in the movie. Like they they have tinfoil wrapped around their fists. They're just punching me. Um. Yeah. You, <clears throat> yeah. We got Guy Fieri right here. Oh yeah, Mega. Yeah. Okay. We got uh, Lady, and a certain manager we used to have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I forgot he wore a hat. Yeah. The lady is named Kira, right? Yeah. Okay. The robot is Megus. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Megus, um, I was wa- I started watching before I I started watching and gave up because I had to go and I didn't have time to watch it. I started watching Leon the Professional. Okay. Last night. I love that Garrett from Megus sixty four is one of the uh, henchmen in that movie. <laughs> Come on, just because he's a white guy with dreads. <laughs> uh, have you seen that movie before? No. Gary Oldman is really annoying. Imagine getting killed by that guy. It's so <laughs> annoying. He is pretty annoying. Gary Oldman at his most annoying, probably. Mm-hmm. But funny if he just played Commissioner Gordon every movie he was in. <laughs> He's a, I'm gonna kill this son of a bitch cop. I would love that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know about that movie. I'm kind of so-so on it. Yeah. I, What's the deal with the costuming in Natalie Portman? The costuming? Yeah. Or, like, what's the deal with her character in that movie? Uh, I mean, I think the director is, like, a pedophile, so. That's what I was getting the vibe of. I don't know if that reveals anything about that movie. That was the vibe I was getting. And I was like, this is kind of... Because I wanted to start watching The Sting, and I was like, this is a two-hour movie, I don't have time. Then I put that on, and I'm like... I don't really want to watch this anymore. What's a shorter movie? And I thought Don't Look Now would be a shorter movie. Then I realized that's almost two hours. Yeah. So I gave up completely and just watched some of Vice. Because I don't really care. I've already seen it. Yeah. I've already seen Don't Look Now also, but... Don't Look Up or Don't Look Now? Don't Look Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Vice, so it made me think about Don't Look Up. No, Vice was just in my continue watching queue. I like, um, speaking of the sting, I like the text you sent me yesterday. Yeah. Where we were trying to figure out when to record. 
And I've got, I, I was like, I've got plans at once, so before that, and you said, okay, that's perfect. I got to watch the sting around then. Yeah, I got to watch it. I have an uh, apartment to myself, so I can watch whatever movie I want. Oh, okay. And, I see. Uh, and then I have golf at six. I have golf at six. Really? You're going golfing today? Uh, well, driving range, but. Oh, okay. Have you gone to the driving range before? No. Well, I've been golfing before. Yeah. I've done mini golf. I have, uh, you know, uh, put on an outfit at the mall and checked myself out in the mirror and did a golf swing motion. Just to take the uh, uniform off after that. Yeah, well, I don't know, dude. You got to recreate Happy Gilmore. Well, yeah. Well, you took know. me a second to get the right AMC on their movie. You got to recreate Big Daddy. Yeah, you got to recreate Hustle. You got to go there with the pineapple and recreate Little Nicky. I got to recreate uh, Rain on Me at the, <laughs> at the driving range. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get a cop to shoot me. Yep. And become friends with Don Cheadle again. Mm-hmm. What's um, your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Because, you know... Uh, you know, there's he's just... He's got enough really good ones. There's there's two types, though, you know? There's two different kinds. There's the... Is he mentally ill genre? The is this okay genre, you know? Yeah. And then the... Um, I'm a serious actor now genre. Yeah. Both are great at times. Yeah. Depending what he's doing. So what are you... I can I can't pick one. I have to choose one in each category. Okay, well go ahead. Of the classic era, what is your favorite one? I'm Bill, gonna go Waterboy. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. I I haven't watched. I started watching that when I had Hulu. I still gotta get a Roku so I can get Hulu back. Um. To be fair, I hadn't seen any of them until like two years ago because. I guess I just wasn't allowed to watch. I, well, my dad was not a fan of Adam Sandler. That's weird. He seems like he would be. No. Huh. So, I kind of didn't get any exposure to that. I think I watched all of them as a kid. Well, all the ones that were around in the mid to early two, mid-90s, early 2000s. So, like, Billy Madison I had seen. Haven't seen it since I was a kid. Waterboy. I've seen, I've revisited the Waterboy. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite one. But Billy Madison has Norm Macdonald in it. Yeah. He's going, and Artie Lang. This is the greatest night of my life. When they, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Little Nicky is awful, but also funny. It's a piece of shit. Yeah, I really, love that Tarantino's in it. Really stinks. Um, For no reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the fucking... Mr. Deeds is kind of bad. I don't know anything about Mr. Deeds. Um, it's the one where, like, he finds... I think he's, like, adopted, but he grew up in, like, Alaska or something like that. And he, like, he finds out he's, like, a... His dad's, like, a, a billionaire in New York, so he goes and, like, inherits the money. But he's, like, a small-town guy. Okay. It's eh, it's not that good, but there is a funny scene because there's like uh, a tabloid company trying to smear him, like trying to make him look bad at every turn. And there's like a scene where he like rescues like an old woman from a, a burning building, but at one point he falls on top of her, and they just like gif the image so it looks like he's having sex with an old lady in public. 
<laughs> okay. And he's like, look at this disgusting man. <laughs> um, but that let's get deeper into this. Let me get Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, that movie rocks. Yeah, that's a good one. That's probably my second favorite. I like when he PTA. walks through the sliding door. Yeah, that's also falls in the category is is this man mentally ill? Right, but it's not funny. No. It's more a serious examination of why does he talk like that? Yeah. You know? The question that has never really been answered to... to but my mama said... <laughs> a satisfying degree to me. I mean, in The Water Boy, he talks like that because they all sound like that. Yeah. The, the Cajun people is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. There's really only, like, a couple jokes in that movie I like, to be honest. Captain, you don't like when he, well, he's like, okay, who's your favorite football player? Oh, I watch football, coach. Well, what do you watch? Pro wrestling. All right, well, who's your favorite pro wrestler? Captain Insano. <laughs> do what he would do and just pokes the guy in the eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Insano shows no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is kind of funny. No, I like the joke with the, when he blames the gorilla escaping the zoo or whatever. Yeah. For why something happened. I don't, I don't know. Really and then his that. mom is like, Bobby, did they ever catch that gorilla? He's <laughs> like, no, my mom. The search continues. <laughs> uh, this is now the, um, what's your favorite Adam Sandler movie joke uh, yeah. podcast with Danny Meyerowitz David? story is really good. He's in that? Yeah. Did you ever see it? Uh-uh. Oh, I like it. Was Dustin Hoffman's in that too? Yeah. D.H., Ben Stiller, Adam Sandler, some lady. Doesn't um, get any better than that. Yeah. Hmm. I, but yeah, no. Favorite silly Sandler movie is Billy Madison. Favorite All, serious Jewish one. Jewish excellence. Three men <laughs> with spotless records. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, movie-wise? Actually, or? yeah, as people. In I mean, actually, <laughs> I don't think Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller actually have to run them really as people. Uh... I don't know. I think Dustin Hoffman's probably been in some garbage. Yeah, but as a person, he's a upstanding citizen. We all know this. Um, the Adams. The wouldn't that be the? I'm su- really just getting around to saying I like Tussle. I watched that recently. Oh, the new thing. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned it last week on the podcast. I don't think so. Oh, you said you started it, but you fell asleep. Yeah, but I just f- went back and finished it, and I liked it. <laughs> that'd be funny if people reviewed movies like that like yeah. if uh, Anthony Lane was like yeah I started watching um, fucking what, I can't even think of a movie I started watching uh, to Le- Le- Leave and Die in Las Vegas but I fell asleep halfway through and then I woke up and he had died good movie <laughs> So I had to, so movie? I had to go back and figure out how we got there. Have you seen that movie? No. Hmm. Me either. Well, to be honest, I've only ever seen Adam Sandler movies. Good. This this is like a movie episode. We're just talking about movies. Yeah. I watched. You ever see Cabin in the Woods? I always get that mixed up with Cabin Fever. No, I've never seen either of those movies. Oh uh, well, Cabin Fever is pretty sick. Cabin in the Woods is sort of. No, it's not bad. Hmm. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. See, I mixed them up again. Okay. 
Cabin fever is pretty sweet. Okay. Okay. Well, never mind. I thought maybe you'd seen it. We could get into a dialogue about why Cabin in the Woods is not good and why Cabin Fever is good. They're not really comparable movies, to be honest. Hmm. Besides having the word cabin in the title. And there is a group of teens who go to a cabin, but... Well, okay. Check this out. I started watching Nightbreed last night at a friend's house. Had to go. It's too spooky. Do they go to a cabin? No. <clears throat> But a man does survive getting run over by a semi-truck. What's like a new type of story for a, a cabin in the woods scenario? Oh, uh, okay. Because cabin in the woods is like... That's Evil Dead. They think that they've... Joss Whedon's like, I've made... I This is such a done-to-death genre that I have made oh, a movie he made that? satirizing it perfectly. Yeah. Oh, so let me guess. The dial is the dialogue really annoying. I mean, goes without saying, huh? Some of it's kind of funny, but for the most part, it's like, what the fuck, nuts? What the fuck sticks? (laughs) This is, hello, twenty eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, okay, uh, Patrick Warburton goes to a cabin in the... Okay, so it's kind of like... How about like a funny version of Pig? A funny version of Pig? Yeah. But okay. instead of Nicolas Cage, is Patrick Warburton. Okay. And um, maybe he steals... Maybe he's... He lives in the woods, but he has a haircut. Like, he never goes to civilization, but inexplicably, his hair is, like, well-kempt. Yeah. Yeah. That's start. And maybe, like... Just to He's throw the cable. just to goof up the audience, you know, they um throw in Brendan Fraser as the pig. No, 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 just as the same character as Patrick Warburton, just to confuse people to be like, wait, is this is that a different character? But only for like the split split second. Like, let's say he's chopping vegetables in the kitchen to make like a stew. Oh, he's a stunt double. And then he turns around, and you're like, wait, was that Brendan Fraser? And then half a second later, it cuts back, and he's a. Uh, Chopping again, and it's Patrick Warburton again. And here's check this out: the pig is played by a James Corden. Mm-hmm. With no dialogue used by James Corden, it's all real squeaks and squeals of a pig. Okay. And uh, why James Corden though? Huh? Why why James Corden? He's the most pig-like man I've ever <laughs> seen. I guess I don't know. <clears throat> um. Also, I mean, like, in Pig, you feel bad that that pig died. Yeah. But if it's James Corden, you feel slightly less bad, you know? <laughs> he is annoying. He's not as smart as a pig. His nose isn't very pig-like. I'm trying to think of someone with a pig-like nose. Marjorie. Okay, sounds good. Nah, but, her, her nose isn't like a pig. Her nose is... Well, whatever. It's like she, a rock grafted to her face. She can be the pig, but she has to wear, like, a bag on her head the whole time. Uh-huh. No speaking on set. Mm-mm. She's got a terrible voice. Everything about her is just awful. And she has to eat food from her own restaurant. I don't think she had... I think that was the other lady. Oh, you're right. Babar. <laughs> Babar. Babar. Yeah. The elephant from the, the kids' Shooters, book. The, the, the pork sliders that give you bloody diarrhea. Yeah. Ugh. But she can't talk, so Patrick Warren doesn't know that she... That they're killing her. <laughs> so he's like, all right, I got your favorite. E.T. E.T. starring Marjorie Taylor Greene as E.T. Yeah. The kid, for, oh, what's the kid from E.T. again? He was in that. Um, Elliot. 
Yeah, but the guy who plays him, he was in that one show um, on Netflix, the one that the uh, Haunting a Hill House guy made, Black Mass or something. Anyway, no, Midnight Mass. Maybe Midnight Train to Georgia. Maybe he plays like a little goblin in the woods who, um, he doesn't really do much, but like he just has a little knife and like he runs up, kind of pokes uh, Patrick Warburton in the feet. All right. Get out of here. <laughs> Cut oh. that out. Hey, you stole my Jesus fish. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you like Pig? It was okay. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's like decent. Yeah. But maybe... I think we can make a better version of Pig, is, is all I'm trying so, to say yeah. with this scenario. And uh, <laughs> since the pig is stolen... He goes John Rambo. He actually destroys... He actually goes on a killing spree in Portland. Portland is decimated by Warburton. He yeah. comes in, Hey, I got balls to feel. <laughs> um, Maybe he ends up... But in the end, this is where it gets really edgy. He decides to just kill his pig anyway. No, I don't really like. I mean, unless the pig is being played by any of the casting choices we've made. Well, yeah, no, it's that's what I'm saying. The pig, and it's played. revealed like someone's like, you know, that's not actually a pig, right? Yeah, knew the whole time. <laughs> well, yeah, the thing was he was Tricked going. Me. He was actually. You find out in the end. You know, they're smart animals. They can trick you like that. You find out that he was like going out to slaughter the pig to begin with, but yeah. then he sees them running off with the pig. He's like, the hey, pig come back in quotation here. marks. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And these are all fictional characters we're talking about. Yeah. yeah these aren't real people. These are people in a movie that we're my pig, trying to crack right now. Now, the pig can't be named Marjorie because then... Like butter. But it's not butter. Can't believe it's not butter. Pigs are smart animals. <laughs> the pig's named Can't Believe It's Not Butter. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe it's not butter. Uh, Can't believe it's not butter. I come back here with can't believe it's up. Can't believe it's up. Better. <laughs> <laughs> he just says the name as fast as possible. He doesn't have a nickname for it. Uh, to me, that was like a Get Out situation where Get Out came out, people lost their damn minds. I thought it was fine. Get or, Out. I, I liked it, and then yeah, like the the more time went on, I'm like maybe it wasn't that good. I mean, Pig, I was pretty immediately like that's. I've seen better for sure, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I think Get Out, um, like I liked it when it came out, and I just didn't have the same reaction. And then I watched reviews where people were like pointing things. I was like, oh, I guess I never thought about that. And then I got it on DVD and watched it two more times. I was like, No, this is a really, really good movie. I, I think it, I still I think it's really good. I think it's a really good script. Man, I was just thinking about how better it was better than us. I oh, thought. Shit. I just realized Nope's coming out this month. Yeah. yeah I want to. I want to go see that. I have missed a lot of movies this month. Like what? Uh, I wanted to go see Men. Well, I guess the last couple months. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see the new Nick Cage movie. Those came out months ago, David. Yeah, May. Men came out at the beginning of June. Nicholas Cage thing that came out in like April. What? The Nicholas Cage movie. Whatever. I was trying to stay on top of the movies this year. Both of those were bad, by the way. I wouldn't recommend them. Okay. That's what I heard. Um, 
Top Gun, Maverick. I'm sure that's still in theaters. Definitely. Jurassic Park Dominion. I hear sucks ass, but <laughs> how often do you get to see Sam Neill in a movie? <laughs> Fair enough. And Katie wants to go see it. Um, but nope, I really want to go see Oh, Black Phone I kind of want to go see. I heard about a really funny line from that movie. Black Phone? Yeah. What's the line? It's Ethan Hawke goes like, Everything's all fucked up. I'm going to go upstairs. I need to be upstairs for a while. <laughs> I need to be upstairs <laughs> yeah. for a while. <laughs> I don't know how he says the line, but I've heard that's it's a good that's line like to read. something someone on like psychedelic drugs says. Yeah. <clears throat> What's, uh... I don't know anything about what that movie's about. I don't either. Honestly, it looked kind of stupid. Um... I don't know. I don't. I don't think. Right. I'm not planning to. See. Maybe I'll see it if it comes to streaming. But what or about the new elevated horror, cl- soon to be classic, The Menu? Oh yeah, you've brought this up before. The movie looks fucking stupid. This is our um. Can't believe they got. This is our mid-year movie catch-up episode. Mm-hmm. I, I think saw... X is my favorite movie of the year. Or everything, everywhere, all at once. Or Jackass Forever. Oh, you know what movie fucking rocks? Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Yeah? Yeah. It was good? It was fucking hilarious. Okay. I haven't seen Do America, so... I uh, You don't have to, really. I mean, I, have, I haven't seen it, but it didn't stop me from... Where is it available? Uh, Paramount Plus. Gotcha. So the whole setup... Do you care if I, like, give you the setup of the movie? No, not really. Okay, so the setup of the movie is Beavis and Butthead are at a science fair... And uh, they're just like, you know, Butthead's just kicking Beavis in the balls repeatedly. They have no science, like, uh, experiment ready. And they see, like, uh, in the distance, like a like a robot leg that can kick a football at a high rate. And he's like, but, uh, Butthead's like, Beavis, I have an idea. And he just uses that to whip uh, Beavis in the balls as hard as possible. He goes flying and, like, somehow, like, knocks over a bunch of experiments and causes a massive fire, so they get sued. Mm. And uh, it's, like, a weird scenario where they're like, you know what? We have a program for at-risk kids. We're going to send you to space camp. So they send them to space camp, and they're, like, giving them a tour, and this, like, lady astronaut and her, like, assistant. Um, Sorry, why did you have to see a lady astronaut? Because it's important to the plot that she's a lady. Continue. Um, Lady astronaut. Serena, listen, Dan. There's a. It's, I'm gonna get to the point of why I point out it's a lady astronaut. Oh, I suppose you you call uh, comedians who are women women comedians. I do, but that's not the point. <laughs> um, lady astronaut. I think her name is Serena, and her assistant. Um, not assistant, but the other astronaut who uh, just sort of like, oh, I'm also here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, gives them, giving them a tour, and they're showing. They uh, end up showing this. Uh, this docking, like a rocket docking into like a a port. Okay. It obviously, it looks like a penis going into a vagina. And I don't uh, know if that's obvious to everybody. Just saying. Visually, you know what they're Beavis and Butthead are thinking. And they're like so obsessed with this that when everyone leaves the room, they stay and like figure out the controls and just do that for 18, 18 straight hours, just docking the the rocket. Jesus, this is a long movie, huh? Well, you know they do like a time lapse. And you oh, just okay. hear Beavis and but then that one laughing and Beavis just keeps going, Oh yeah. Just over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> and like uh the next day the astronauts come back and they're like, Oh my god. 
look at this. It's like, yeah, you're not going to believe this, but these boys have done this for 18 straight hours without food or water. <laughs> and, uh, Serena comes up to them and is like, boys, how would you guys like to do that? But for real. And they're just, you know, jaws drop. And they're like, how would you boys like to do that for real? In space with me. So they think they're going to they're gonna score with Serena. They oh, go all nice. the way to space. You know, there's some misunderstandings. And uh, they end up fucking up the spaceship to the point where, like, they only have so much air. To, they're, like, they're, like, lost, lost in space and they have so much air. And uh, Serena and another member of the crew are going to sacrifice themselves. And uh, so she's going to change. And Beavis and Butthead sneak out in uniform and, like, spacesuits to watch her change. So, like, she just, like, uses an arm to whip them into space. Thus, believing them to be dead, they go into a black hole and time travel to 2022. Mm-hmm. And uh, hijinks ensue. She's the, the astronaut who, ki- who believes she killed them is now governor of Texas. Um, and then the FBI or, like, the CIA, you know, a government agency is, like, aware that, like, there's been a weird disturbance and they're trying to find like about it's funny i'm not gonna get into the details it's a very funny movie um there's a very funny sequence in which beavis and butthead wander into a college uh, gender studies class and learn what white privilege is Mm. they're like are you boys gonna act differently from now on they're like we guarantee it and they just go on doing whatever the fuck they want and being like no you don't understand we're allowed to do this our dads are powerful you know Mm-hmm. And they steal a cop car and like total it and the cops are like what are you doing yeah i see the problem is you're just uneducated like we can do whatever we want and they go to jail i don't know i'm not gonna get into it too much but it's very funny gotcha yeah i thought you were just gonna spend like 30 seconds setting up the movie <clears throat> how long did i go on for uh i don't know you can cut that out that was just me and you talking <laughs> so i was trying to figure out who voices the lady the lady astronaut, as you say. You're looking up the lady astronaut? Yeah. Yeah, the rest of the movie is them continue. Like, even when they time travel, they still are trying to score with this astronaut. Okay. I was trying to tell. Did Mike Judge. Uh, Mike Judge didn't direct it. No, I, he does voice them. But he wrote it. Or co wrote it? Yeah. Yeah. What is, is this movie more multiverse bullshit? No. Well. Traveling yeah. through dimensions. No, they don't travel. They they stay in their own dimension, but there's like an alternate dimension, smart Beavis and Butthead that keep coming up and interjecting with them. But mm. they don't like. How are you gonna say interdimensional bullshit? Your favorite movie of the year is Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that movie was good enough that I was able to push past the multiverse angle. Be like, okay, this movie is doing the multiverse thing like every other popular movie now. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. Why is that the new go-to story? Spider-Verse was good, though. Mm. You know oh, like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant the um the new, new live-action Spider-Man. Was that one not very good? It was okay. Not as good as the other two? No, I don't think so. I haven't seen those ones. I want to watch those ones. Kind of funny, though, that Spider-Verse came out and then this came out afterward. It's like, I guess they just were like, yeah, you know what, the multiverse thing... It worked. 
for this movie, so why not this one? Wasn't the last Avengers movie a multiverse movie? And they did that Doctor Strange movie that... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm out of my death here. Once we get into Marvel talk and like... I, don't know I mean, I watched... I saw. Did I tell you about my viewing experience of the Doctor Strange movie? I don't think so. Uh, I went to the drive-in with some people, and we wanted to see Firestarter, which also sucked. Um, I saw it later that week. Um, the new one? The new one. Oh, okay. I thought sucked. you meant like the first Doctor Strange movie. No. I'm talking about the new Doctor Strange movie. And uh, we went to see Firestarter, and the projector was broken. Yeah. So a guy came around and was like, uh, yeah, you guys can just go see whatever other movie you want free. So we're like, all right, I guess uh, we'll go see Doctor Strange. The movie was already halfway through, <laughs> which I feel like any Marvel movie, if you're halfway through the movie, already, if you haven't seen any other ones, you're lost. <laughs> so halfway through, I just had no clue what was going on. I couldn't really see the movie because we're sitting in the car. Um, I couldn't really see around. I was in the back seat. I couldn't see. And eventually I was just like, I am so exhausted. And I just fell asleep. <laughs> I got to John Krasinski is. Oh, my God. He's in that? He's Yeah, he's Mr. Fantastic. Jeez. What, really? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I know how much you love Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they did him dirty. Yeah. Let's get a Plastic Man movie. What's taking so long, you know? Although P. Stew is back as uh, Charles Xavier. Ah, uh, hmm. You know, I was talking about this. Wait, why are the X-Men in that movie? You know, I don't care. Yeah, let's, I got a better topic for you, Dan. Okay, good. So, uh, the other day I was, talking to some, I was talking to a friend and we were talking about how annoying the phrase understood the assignment was. Mm. You, know, you ever heard anyone say that? Like, so-and-so, uh, the man who made sleeping bags understood the assignment. Pop-Tarts always understood the assignment. No, I've never heard anyone say that. Uh, I saw like an annoying meme one one time. It was like, Tim Curry always understood the assignment. It was just like him in different roles. And so you... It's... it's you saw a meme and now it, it, you just won't stop thinking about it? No, I, I, I don't think about it often. But like that specific meme, I, I, I was like... Tim Curry understood the assignment. It's like, well, he is just like a British actor. Name one bad British actor. Go ahead, Dan. You name one, and I'll name five great British actors. <laughs> uh, I can't really think going off the off the rip. Uh, right. Eddie Redmayne. I don't like him. Okay. Robert Pattinson. Michael Caine. Patrick Stewart. Daniel Radcliffe. Margot Robbie, Hugh Jackman, isn't she Australian? Boris Johnson, Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> Jimmy Savile, first no, class actors. Dude, Margot Robbie's Australian. You you failed the assignment. Uh-uh. Someone didn't understand the assignment. Sounds no. like. No, I'm gonna keep going. Angie Dickinson. All right. Harry you, Potter. You don't understand that I have a computer in front of me, and I have a. Doctor I have who? A, an armada of British actors in front of my face William right Neeson. now. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Anthony Hopkins. Gerard Butler's British? Anthony Hopkins? Oh, you know who's uh, maybe not a bad actor, but career seems like it sucks? Malcolm McDowell. Hmm, yeah, kind of. 
He's been in a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I was I was joining you in naming good actors. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of great British actors. They, it's it's different for them, I think. Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> Pierce Morgan. John Oliver. Again, just want to highlight. Slow tie. Margot Robbie is Australian, David. So all of the members of Idols. <laughs> They're probably actors. I mean, Fraser Crane. Niles Green. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's pivot into some rock news. You think we forgot Mick Jagger. Oh, he, he's a great actor. I guess he has been in some movies, huh? Hey, wait a minute, before we get into rock news. Is that bug still there? No. What are you doing? How do I get out of here? <laughs> David tried to open the sliding door from the wrong side. All right, it's unlocked. All right, he figured it out. He's just got to vape. David couldn't make it another 20 minutes without vaping. He's just staring at me through the window. He's like chewing on something. I don't know what he's doing. I'm sorry, this is embarrassing. I'm going to have to cut this shit out. Alright, we ready for rock news, David? No, you got it. Charles Barkley, Lamar Odom, Uma Thurman, Tim Roth. I really took the scenic route to get to Tim Roth. We love Tim Roth. He is truly just one of the best. Yeah, dude, cut that sunshine out of here. We don't want any of that. Alright, so rock news. I still haven't gotten like a musical sting for this. I'll, I'll, I gotta think of something. More big news. Morrissey has announced a UK tour for the fall. There's a good British actor. It is called the No Rules, Regulations, or Restrictions Tour. And this is what he... Uh, so you can eat hot dogs there? Hmm, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting question. I don't know. Probably not, to be honest. So. Well, then, that's a bullshit name for the tour. Kind of, yeah. Let's let's uh let's see play the hits here. Let's see what he said recently. We are deprived of seeing and hearing other people, and above all, you want to be with others who see and hear what you see and hear because this is basic oxygen for the human soul. Take it away, and people are dead. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> Our present freedom is restricted to visiting supermarkets and buying sofas. Yeah, over there, not me. The government acts like Chinese emperors. We will allow you to that live. That sounds very cool, actually. We will allow you to live as we do if you behave yourself. Uh, Is there more water in the coffee in the Keurig? Yeah, David, you're trying to have more coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I'm still listening. Um. Okay. The interviewer suggested that society in a COVID world was the precise description of slavery. Morrissey agreed, precisely. And more people are now forced into poverty, which is another form of slavery, as is tax and council... I don't know what that shit is. Council tax? 
and all the other ways in which we are pinned down and tracked, he added. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's getting a little out there. He's going Kyrie Irving on us. He probably also doesn't let you have your phone, does he? Probably not. Which is also a stupid rule, to be honest. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't really, know if I've mentioned that. I don't really care about that one. I'm okay I do. With like, that. what if you're? What if you have an emergency? Oh, there are designated like areas where you can look at your phone, but not in like the venue hall. I don't look at my phone anyway when I'm at a concert. Neither do I. So. But you know, what, like, what if something happened? Forty like, percent. Sorry. Oh my God. Oh my God! Someone I love got into a car accident, and I, they're in the hospital right now. But Danzig doesn't want phones in the arena. Well, and you don't got to see Danzig, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Hey, speaking of, I got a. But Jeff Mangum has a mental breakdown. <laughs> if you fucking take a picture of him. I got a a Wolfgang. What, who's the? God, it's such a stupid name. What? Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got a new set of gear. Yeah. I don't know what any of this stuff means. Some dick. What's it's got that? a Bowflex? It's a bunch of like gauges and like guitar shit. I don't know. You know what? I don't care about that. Someone pointed out when I saw the Misfits that I don't know if it was Doyle or maybe it was Jerry only. Um. But one of them wasn't actually playing on stage. There was someone in the shadows playing their parts. And they were just sort of pantomiming playing. Wow, really? That's what I was told. I didn't notice. Um, when I saw them in... Uh, maybe in they work. were pulling one over on you. Maybe. He broke like two bases. I think that's <laughs> maybe why it was like, there's no way a man that that old can break a base that easily. Like he did the, he just like hoisted over his shoulder and like kablam. On his knee. On his knee. Yeah, like that wouldn't happen. <laughs> he went. He did like the Bane breaking Batman's back, but yeah. for his basic guitar. What? Come on. And then him and uh, him and Danzig did like several like arm grabs. That that seems less plausible to you, is what you're saying? What? The that he could uh, break a bass over his knee. Yeah. Then do the. You ever uh, picked up a bass? He broke him like it was a broomstick. <laughs> Like it was a pencil being snapped in half. Yeah. What a weirdo. Good show. It was cool. I had a fun time going to New Jersey and driving through Pennsylvania. and. Apparently, Chloe Seven U was there. Yeah. According to someone else I know who went to the show and was standing next to her. Hmm. It's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I like Chloe Seven U. Yeah. You like Chloe Seven U? Yeah. She's yeah. a good actor. She's been in a lot of good stuff. Is kids good? I've seen it before, but I can't remember how much I like it. I don't know. I um. I don't think I really. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know if this is a fair comparison, but like after seeing Menace to Society, I feel like. Uh, kids is like a. Less good version of Menace to Society. Uh, so the kids run wild. Yeah, I haven't seen Menace to Society. Oh, it's sick. Menace to Society. 
right? It's like the number two. Mm-hmm. Roman numeral two. Yeah. Um. Oh, there we go. David's getting his coffee. Yeah, man, I gotta figure out a. We gotta. We got what? I don't know. We should have had a guest on this week. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Because, uh. I don't know. Maybe they'd have something to talk about. Yeah. All I have to talk about is, like, movies. Well, that's okay. Well, we do have that letter from the Congo that we've been sitting on. You're right. This is... uh, I've been reading that during the podcast. Yeah. So I'll just give you the cliff notes. Um, Seems as though he's, you know, after one rough week, he's sort of bouncing back. He's got a picture in here. Uh, I guess uh, for substance, he was eating... uh, Dylan, of course. Subs, you said yeah. like uh, food. S- oh, sustenance, yeah. Sustenance, whatever. Dylan was uh, experimenting with the berries and uh, learned the hard way which berries you can and cannot eat. Uh oh. And after a week of crippling diarrhea, <laughs> uh, he's back and now is uh, he sent me a picture of a a grill he seems to have built out of, tr- uh, you know, logs and bamboo. Um, shrubs and shit sending me a picture of a some sort of animal he's grilled up on it already wait how is he sending the picture he's got his phone oh okay um and uh yeah i don't know how he printed it off maybe he built a printer out of bamboo too i don't know Um, if i believe the uh the bill of goods we've been sold i do hook line and sinker um, he also sent a picture. He's got like a two-story hut he's built. He's really going to work in the Congo. Um, and then it, uh, yeah, he's uh, um, sort of fortified a fortress. It seems to keep uh the animals away, keep the animals at bay. It seems he's made fun- friends with uh an elephant. Uh, he says he named it Dan. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, that's all we've got so far. Okay. Uh, I was worried he was going to get, like, I don't know, swept up in some sort of a uh, hidden tribe. Or... No, it says, it says here he still hasn't met the neighbors. The neighbors? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. All right. So hopefully we'll get another FedEx uh, from Dylan. Dylan's time in the Congo. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe he like, borrowed. Uh, you know, we'll, 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 I'll, I'll inquire. I'm gonna write back. But uh, that's the Congo update. We. Uh, I hope he sends me something like a, like a little treat. Maybe a. Like a bowl of berries, or or better yet, maybe we'll um oh. 
How I'm hoping. How's he gonna survive there without coffee? He's, uh, a, he's a major coffee bitch. I don't know. I'm sure we'll find out soon. David, I had your um surprise performance review on the docket here, but I, I forgot to pull that up at the end of the at the beginning of the episode, so I'll give you a week to prepare. Okay. Well I know I'm gonna get straight A's. Dylan narrowly escaped his. You know, I got your performance review right here. Did you see that video of uh, Jordan Peterson reacting to his Twitter ban? Uh, I heard about it. It's so funny. Is he crying? He's not crying. He's throwing a tantrum, though. Hmm. He at one point was like, up yours. You're going to ban me? He's acting like it's, it, it's like, I don't know. He's like, I do not have to be subject to your moralizing. When the, the tweet he got banned for was like complaining about pride, he's like, I thought pride was a cardinal sin. Like, who's really the moralizer, Chief? Um, hold on. What? Uh, yeah, it sounded like you were doing a Bam Margera voice. Well, that's what Jordan Peterson sounds like to me. You know, well, he makes busts of himself. I remember I saw that Bam. He, made, he busts to himself. Bam was missing again. Yeah. Let's find out if he is. Uh, if he's been found once again. As of June 28th, he has been recovered. Hmm. Humph. Humph. Once again, scheduled to be on the show, goes missing. This happens, this happens all the time with every guest, really. Yeah, I... You know, I really wish Dylan would have left us David Cross's number. Yeah. Maybe he'll um he'll uncover it. Uh, we should release a, a bonus episode, it's just a super cut of all the the David Cross saga from last summer. Yeah. Was that last summer? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we uh. I don't know. He's at what point is he gonna become like uh like a weirdo stand up comic? What do you mean? Think ever? Who? David Cross. What's a weirdo stand up comic? Like the Dave Chappelle route. I don't think he's gonna. I hope he's not. A different route. All right, P. Dave. Dave uh Chappelle. Oh yeah. Do you feel a kinship with other people named David? Um, mostly David Benoit. Who's that? Chris Benoit's son. That's still alive. Aha. Uh-huh. Just him. Uh, I really, uh, pull for his, uh, his quest to enter the wrestling industry under the name Chris Benoit Jr. Gotcha. Which is a real, he, that is something <laughs> he's trying to do. Okay. <laughs> can only hope that it happens. Keep the name, al- keep, you know, keep his legacy alive. Um, Keep the dream alive. Yeah. Keep hope alive. Um, what? What? His son. Wait, I thought he killed his family. He killed. Yeah, he had two sons though. He he only killed one of them. Yeah, 
because he had he had two other kids with a different with a different woman. God. Um. And they weren't in town at the time. Right. I believe he has a daughter, but um, I think she's like distanced herself from anything related to Chris Benoit at this point. Um, but David has not. And you know you got you got that was it's like a horrible thing to go through. Um, but uh, yeah, horrible thing to go through. Let this man process his trauma th- by wrestling under the name Chris Benoit Jr. <clears throat> Maybe or, he'll be amazing. I was about to say, wouldn't it be funny? I mean, it won't be funny, but what if he um his angle, his debut match, like he comes out. <laughs> And he's got like a, a weight, like a belt, like tied to something, <laughs> and he's just like pulling it slowly forward, dra- <laughs> and it's a Bowflex. He's dragging it down and to the ring. Dra- <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out to his dad's music. Yeah. It wouldn't be funny, but it it would be uh, therapeutic, be dramatic for sure. His first match is against a Bowflex. <laughs> <laughs> now that would just be interesting to to see. I think to witness. Uh, on like an execution basis, mm-hmm. it's like how would he do that? He's gonna put it. He's gonna give it the Stone Cold Stunner. Mm-hmm. I love that. Chris Benoit. It is weird how like watching Benoit as a kid, I was like, yeah, he's all right. Um, but then when he dies, he's like, you know, we still gotta remember though, he is possibly the greatest wrestler of all time. It's like, why is he the greatest wrestler of all time now? <laughs> You know? After he died? Yeah. I mean, like, looking back now, it's like, yeah, I can appreciate what he did a little bit more as a more seasoned wrestling fan. Sure. But at the time, I was like, is he really the greatest? I always thought his matches were slow going. Just a lot of holds and What's, grunting. Uh, what is his angle? Oh, that? What? He's the rabid Wolverine, the Crippler. Uh, he broke a man's neck in the 90s. I think that's how I got the nickname. What nickname? The Crippler. Oh. Yeah. He, he uh, the wrestler is Sabu. He's a Michigan guy, so, you know, he's a Detroit guy, so we're riding with him. Mm. And uh, Sabu runs into the ring and runs at, Sab- at, at Benoit. Benoit flips him up, and he lands directly on his head. Jesus. And, like, bends his neck the wrong way. And then nine days later was wrestling. With a broken neck. Don't you think anyone would be like, uh, Chris, it's not that serious. <laughs> you don't have to do that. I do think Benoit like, actually just like stayed in character and just left the ring after doing that. <laughs> God. Well, uh, let's see. Oh, there was another movie I watched. Um, I think I told you I was going to go see it. M- Memoria. Yeah. That Thailand movie that's, like, touring. It was patience testing. I kind of liked it, ultimately. Yeah. But there is a scene where Tilda Swinton meets this guy in a village. And um, there's a lot of just, like, sitting in silence in that movie. Just... She asks him to fall asleep in front of him. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And he lays down. And he falls asleep. With his eyes open. And so we could just get to take a look at that for about a minute and a half. 
And then we look at her looking at him for about a minute and a half. And then we're looking at him again. This goes back and forth for maybe five minutes. And then finally he wakes up. That sounds awful. I think he died was what happened. I think that was... Tilda Swinton killed him? The implication. <laughs> I guess like second he degree murder. slept himself to death? <laughs> um, something like that. I don't know. You know, it's like if you get the chance to see it for the novelty, I'd say go for it. Hey, maybe we should read Ariel Pink's Wikipedia again. <laughs> again? Yeah. Nah, maybe John Mouse's. Hmm. He uh, is famous for his films being John, being John Mouse. Yeah. And uh, Con Air. Oh, just real quick, you know, I know we're probably trying to wrap it up, but let's just read the early life section of uh, John Mouse's life. Sure. We can close out on that. Since, you know, we are in the midst of the January 6th hearings, and they are on they are on trial. Mm, mm-hmm. Who's on trial? John Mouse and Ariel Pink. Oh. Because, you know, I don't know if you know this, they uh, organized the whole thing. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. They can barely organize a concert. Okay, here we go. Early years. Uh, Born in Spokane, Washington to Clementine and Jack Mouse, he attended grad school at St. Aloysius and moved to... Oh, he graduated grade school. Sorry, not grad school. I was going to say, he right off the rip is going to grad school. That doesn't really make sense. Yeah, he attended grad, grade school at St. Elias <laughs> and moved to high school at Gonzaga Prep and graduated in 1980 after breaking the city record for points scored in a single basketball season. After considering offers from uh, Don Munson in Ida- in, at Idaho and Mike Montgomery at Montana, both the Big Sky Conference uh, Mouse at, bleh, both in the Big Sky Conference, Mouse decided to stay in Spokane and play college basketball for Dan Fitzgerald at Gonzaga University. He became the third generation mm-hmm. in his family at GU. Grandfather Houston Mouse was also known was also was a well-known football player for the Bulldogs in the 1920s. Fitzgerald was also the athletic director. Uh, he stepped away from coaching for four years after Mouse's freshman year, and promoted assistant Jay Hillock to head coach. During his senior year for the Bulldogs in 1984, Mouse averaged 20.9 points per game, shooting 57% from the field. The Zags posted a 17-11 record, their best in 17 years, and Mouse led the West West Coast Athletic Conference in scoring, assists, and steals. I didn't know John Mouse was this athletic. Did not know. He, he, he really doesn't look like a basketball player. No. He's really kind of... I mean, I guess they always say John Mouse looked more like an accountant. They're kind of wiry or... I mean, he's kind of tall, I guess. Uh-huh. 
Okay. For his performance, he was named WCAC Player of the Year, the first ever Gonzaga player to earn the award. He was one of 74 college players invited to the spring tryouts for the 1984 U.S. Olympic team and coached by Bob Knight. Crazy. Who's Bob Knight? Uh, he created Batman. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mouse Small made world. the initial cut in April to the final 20, but the, uh, but was one of four released in May with Charles Barkley, Terry Porter, and Maurice Martin, and the penultimate cut to 16 players. Yeah. Though not selected, the experience led him to meet his future teammate and friend, Carl Malone. I didn't even know he played with Carl Malone. He played professional <laughs> before becoming an indie musician? <laughs> Man, what an accomplished guy. In uh, June 1984, Mouse was selected by the Utah Jazz in the first round of the 1984 NBA draft. When did he get time to teach college? He's a accomplished man with the 16th overall pick, though he was relatively unknown during his college career. His stock rose significantly in the months before the draft. Nevertheless, the announcement of his selection to the thousands of Jazz fans gathered at the Salt Palace. The Salt Palace, that's a disgusting name. <laughs> what do they um, mean about his stock? Uh, is he worth money? This is value. As a human? As a player. Mm. Palace on draft day was met with a stunned silence. On November 10th, 1984, Mouse had his highest scoring game as a rookie with 19 points in only 19 minutes of playing time during a loss against the Denver Nuggets. Mouse became the starting point guard for the Jazz in 1987 to 1988 season. In 1988 to 1989, he played in his first All-Star game and led the NBA in assists per game for the first of nine consecutive seasons. On January 15, 1991, Mouse scored 20 points and dished out a career high and franchise record 28 assists and 124. Okay, you get the idea. Mm-hmm. These people, when do they find time to... I know. I didn't realize that Ariel Pink and John Mouse were so accomplished. Yeah, I would argue. Well, you know, who's more accomplished between the two? I mean, Ariel Pink is named like the most influential male artist of all time. Right, but consider that like his accolades are only related to music. Yeah, that's true. John Mouse is kind of a jack of all trades here. Yeah, he's a college professor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah Jazz legend. Yep. And I bet being on a team named the Utah Jazz for almost 20 years is like, you know what? I'm kind of a jazz man myself. Yeah, I take a crack at this. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I, I think I, you know, it's like if you play for the Tigers for five years. You're you're like, like, I bet I could tame a tiger. Yeah. Or become a tiger, you know? Yeah. That would be, be, oh, that's a good idea for a movie. Next week we're pitching a movie. Um, kid out of college drafted the Detroit Lions slowly thinks he is a lion kid drafted the Detroit Pistons slowly thinks he is a piston and they all think they're they're they are the city of Detroit <laughs> some in some abstract way <laughs> they are yeah they the take on yeah, oh, the, the spirit the, of Detroit yeah at the end And at the end, that big arm becomes their arm. Or maybe they all have to share the arm. No, no, no. Just one guy. Oh, okay. He's got the big arm. He's dragging <laughs> it all over the city. <laughs> dragging it down I-94. He's not allowed in most uh, restaurants, places of business. 
he punches that one guy who's like holding the globe or whatever. I don't know what's that guy's name. <laughs> uh, fucking Moriarty. I don't know. Tin Tin. Ah. All right, well, that, uh, that closes out our show for today. You know, yeah, don't worry. We'll get a guest next week. Leave you with that thought. And uh, good night. <laughs>